0: My name is Brian Hackett. I'm 27. Um, I currently am a digital marketer or digital specialist for CAMG, uh, which is a law firm agency. Um, and pretty much, how I guess how I relate to um, what's going on is, of course, I am African American. Um, I come. My hometown is Indiana, so. Racism isn't something um, new, of course, especially coming from such a conservative state. That's something that I've seen. I've seen at a young age, um, just growing up there, and then, of course, with the experiences um, throughout my life. But um, yeah, that's just a little bit about
1: me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Perfect. So, what do you know so far about like the current protests? Um,
0: so as far as the current protests are going, um the biggest push for them of course was um the murder of George Floyd and also Breonna Taylor. Um, but also it's, it's big it's they're a huge um pushing point or focal point for these protests, but um it's not just them, you know, that's pushing this. It's the fact that um yet another man has been killed by, you know, police brutality. And instead of doing what was right, it was something that was attempted to be swept under the rug or um, pretty much what they've done with every other situation like this, tried to make them out to be this bad guy, starting to pull in text messages or emails or things like that to label them as ghetto or involved with drugs or things like that. So, um these protests are to not only show that we are tired of this, but also show that now it's like we're going to continue to keep move- moving. We're going to continue to keep fighting because, um, for me, what I think has happened now, which also sparks these protests, is the fact that um, it, with social media and with everybody recording, you have no choice but to watch it. And with quarantine, people had no choice but to keep seeing that horrible situation over and over and over again on any platform. People just kept seeing it, watching it. And I feel like that's a big part of what fueled the, um, the movement for these protests, besides, uh, of course, what well, black people have dealt with for so many years.
1: True, how do you feel about the writing and looting? Do you think it's necessary or does it distract from the message? Also, what about those people that choose to focus on those specific points of the protest rather than the actual point?
0: As far as the riding and looting um of course, I don't think that's the answer. I don't think um that's what we should be out there doing um and then also about rioting and looting because better uh, and looting, sorry um. A lot of people off top want to blame the protesters or automatically want to blame black people. And as um, so many videos have proven, that that's definitely not the case. I mean, again, we're in a very interesting time because we, we've we experienced the lockdown. So with, you know, so many people having nothing but time. So, of course, you have our protests going on, but you have those who are um, genuine criminals, or those who have ulterior motives, or those who do want to dismantle um, what these protests actually stand for. Um, So they go around causing destruction, and um, whether it's to create a distraction, or whether it's just because people are using this time to steal and loot. So it's, I, like I said, I don't think the looting or writing is the answer, because again, and, um, there are some people who are acting out of aggression, but at that same time for those people who do act out of aggression, um, for some of the protests that I'll say that got pretty violent or pretty hectic, um, one thing that they have to understand is, like, as black people, we've always gotten the shorter end of the state, you know? It's so, like, we've tried to build our communities, we try to do good for ourselves only for it to be taken away, burned down, for our people to be killed, and then only for us to be told pretty much to shut up and do your job, shut up and, um, make that music, or like, um, LeBron James said, LeBron James said, he said, um, shut up and dribble and just dribble or whatever that was, and it's like, we were fed up with that, so, um, like I said, I'm not for the looting and rioting that's been happening from protests specifically, but also at the same time, um, I'm not 100% mad at it because there's so much rage and anger, you know, that we feel like even myself that I feel. It's, um, but
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly similar to the point that you were saying. I feel like. For as a black individual in America, you're always expected to maintain this, um, this vise of pretty much being professional, of being like this, this benevolent person where you can never really show any anger. Otherwise you're considered, um, belligerent or angry or combative or something along those lines. If you express your opinion or if you have an argument or if you have any kind of, um, disagreeing opinion, or if you want to just be yourself or rightfully get angry at a situation because you're seen right. as inherently, inherently violent, so you're always considered a threat until proven otherwise, which exactly which is kind of, I feel like, one of the bigger pushes for this because, like you are saying, we are very tired of just seeing people killed, especially on camera, just makes you wonder how many people were killed off camera and how much more goes exactly. on beyond that so my next question to you is more so considering Donald Trump's um, response to these um, to these protests what is the outcome you're hoping for and do you foresee a sustainable change uh,
0: can you repeat that one more time I'm sorry
1: yeah I said uh, what's the outcome you're hoping for and do you foresee a sustainable change from these protests
0: Um, I do see a change from the protest I do see that um, it's definitely going to be a um slow change because the reality is there's a lot of people who have been taught racism have been taught to hate because of your race or because of your orientation or whatever it may be. Um but I do see that change will come out of these protests. It's the only the biggest thing that I hope is that we stay consistent with this fight, with this push on social media protesting you know, keep letting our voices be heard because, you know, we have made little improvement in this time, but there's still so much more that needs to be done, and I just hope that we don't lose that momentum. Um, as far as Donald Trump's response to this, it's, um, honestly, it's just a joke. I mean, how he's been pretty much encouraging law enforcement and people to pretty much, if you see protesters, you have every right to, attack them, you know, pretty much declaring war on um, the people just because we are tired of, you know, the, the racism that we face every day and the fact that as a leader, instead of trying to understand, you know, exactly where we're coming from or what's going on, his first instinct is to provoke violence and provoke hate, pretty much what he's done his whole campaign when he started running his supporters were people, were racist people, and he fed off of that. He promoted, you know, he promoted that. He pretty much made them feel entitled to, um, now, you know, be openly racist. Which the only good thing I can say that he has done out of all of this is shown America's true colors. He's shown a lot of people's true colors, but as far as him and what he's done in response to this protest, it's, it's It's like watching a toddler throw a fit, you know, it's just, it's embarrassing. It's just, wow,
1: you know. Definitely, definitely. So you mentioned social media and what people are doing online. Do you, what are some ways that you feel people can participate in protesting without having to march or without having to go online? Because there's many, with like the digital age that we have upon us now, there's a lot of ways that you can protest like so what are some ways you feel like your non-black friends or just like people in general that are too scared to go protest could do
0: um, well I'll speak for first for um, the non black community because um, I kind of posted this a few times before because I've had a lot of people asking questions of what they can do um, because they may be too scared or because they aren't black they feel like it they go out that um, they'd be judged or whatever. And the first thing I told them was, um, educate yourself. Like, learn, like, learn the history of black people. Figure out why we're so angry, you know. Um, Sit down and talk to a close black friend of yours or whoever is in your circle that you're able to talk to to get a better understanding. And then on top of that, um, show support, you know, by Checking on your black family or your black friends and coworkers, making sure they're okay. Because at the end of the day, right now, it's like every other day. Like we're, especially now in this time, we're not okay. There's been so much going on, I and mean, there's just been so much hate just spilled out. Um, not just in this past week, but over years. You know, when we walk out the door, we're automatically a target. So check on them, make sure that they're okay. Because our mental and emotional state. Um, it has reached its limit. It's on its breaking point right now. So a big thing that people who are not Black can do is show emotional support. You know, be that shoulder. Be an ear. Um, and then for those who are too scared to protest... Um, What you can do is share knowledge on social media, media, share organizations that people can donate to, um, share organizations for black people to go to if they're struggling mentally and emotionally, um, support black businesses, share them. Um, That's a big push that you can do on social media, just showing your support and just showing all of, you know, the black people in the black community that you're still there, that you have a voice. And that your voice is online, and that's okay. That your voice is online, as long as you're, you know, sharing uh, motivation, encouragement, sharing knowledge, sharing businesses, sharing organizations and assistance for those who are struggling during this time. Um,
1: perfect. I couldn't agree more. Well, that's thank you so much for your insight. I, that's sort of the end of my questions. Um, just in closing, do you mind maybe kind of discussing, like, uh, um, some experience that you've had with racism, just to paint a bigger picture.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, I'll do one. When I'll do one when I was um, a kid, actually. Um, my family and I were headed to Florida from Indiana, um, just because it was spring break, and that's where normally we went. And uh, we stopped at a gas station in Florida, and um, we were, you know, just chilling. You know, uh, filling up the car. I was in the car. Um, it was my mom, um, um, just our family, and uh, my grandpa's coming back to the car. And all of a sudden, you just hear someone just say "nigger" and drive off. And I already, at that age, I already had an idea of racism. Uh, my parents already educated me on how the world, you know, is towards black people, and, you know, especially being a black kid, um, I had to know these things, especially in the environment that I was in at that time. So um, when that happened, I remember just being so angry because I just, the look on my mom's face was so hurt, and then, like, my grandpa was, you know, he was pissed off, and then my sisters were just shook, and I was just angry because, one... It was like, you drove off. You said that and drove off. So it was like, no, you know, not even a temp for retaliation. Because at that time, even though I was still a kid, I still wanted to, you know, wreak havoc hearing that. Because just seeing the reaction that it had on my family and even within myself, it was just like, wow, like... No matter where you are, no matter who, you know, racism is there. And it's just interesting the people who go out of their ways to... You know, let it be known that they don't like you just because of the color of your skin. And, um, it was just a, it was an eye-opening moment. It, for a, a while when we got back, I was kind of shook, you know, to still being a kid. Um, you're ignorant in a sense. And so, you know, going back to school after spring break, I was kind of looking at my wife friends just kind of differently, just kind of had a, a cold shoulder in a sense, cause it was just like, you know, it was like that was one of you. You know, being a kid, it was like that was one of you saying that, you know, to my family. So, um, but also like just looking back on it, it was just like, um, you know, being a kid and having that experience, and I guess that's another thing that I do want to kind of highlight that, um, especially for those who may not care for Black Lives because of what they think or what they were taught, but. I always encourage people to look at the kids, you know, the black children who grow up, because they don't get that same innocence that other kids get, you know? They learn at a very early age that racism is real and that you're going to be disliked and treated differently because of the color of your skin, and that's something that you can't help. And especially now with social media, they have no choice but to see it. No matter what outlet they're on, they're gonna read it, they're gonna see it, they're gonna see a picture. And a lot of black kids just don't get to have that genuine innocence as a child anymore. It's like now you have to have these conversations at six and at ten and at twelve. You know, now you do have to mature just a little bit quicker than everybody else. Now you do have to get a sense of reality, and it sucks because you know not kids really shouldn't know how broken the world is at such a young at a young age. But unfortunately, for you know black kids specifically, we learn that at a young age. So.
1: Yeah, exactly. Everything you're saying hits very close to home. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Um, Like, thank you for sitting down and sharing your experience. I know that's typically very difficult for most people to really bring those things up, especially when there's so many cases of it that it's hard to pinpoint one specific example. but
0: Right. Thank
1: you so much. No
0: problem. Thank you for... I'm allowing you to um, share my thoughts and my feelings. I appreciate that.